you have decided to homeschool. That is so exciting. You're like, I'm not really quite sure if that's exciting or not, Lee, because you're thinking in your mind, now what? What do I do? Back in episode five, I talked about the one thing that you need to homeschool. And I'm going to assume that you have that one thing if you've decided homeschool. If you haven't listened to episode five, go ahead back and listen to that either right now or wait until this episode is over. But you can jump back to episode five. And this entire episode is going on the assumption, the premise that you have that one thing. Now, many people jump right into the curriculum. They say, I'm homeschooling. Let's look into the curriculum. And you start searching online. You get onto Google or whatever search engine you use and you type in homeschool curriculum and so many things come on and we just we just assume that the curriculum is the most important thing and that it is the next step you decide to homeschool maybe you look into your homeschool regulations the homeschool law in your state but then the most obvious thing to you is his homeschool curriculum because we have in our mind that that is the most important thing because most of us have been through the state school system but you're wasting your time and your money if you jump right into curriculum because you are missing out on a smoother transition if you just stop. Let's put the brakes on there, okay, mama? We're going to stop. I have boys. That was a terrible noise. They, If they were here right now, I'd have them come and do like a a breaking noise because I don't know if you have boys that are like that. Might have been doing it for 17 years now. Okay, I want you with the brakes on. You're missing out on a smoother transition, and we're going to talk about how that works how you can smoother transition from the decision to homeschool to choosing curriculum instead of wasting your time and your money on just saying we're going to homeschool and jumping straight into the curriculum, whether it's package curriculum or putting things together. But let's talk about that today. I'm excited to share this with you because I want you to start homeschooling from a place of peace and I want you guys to thrive from the first day. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. I don't know about you, but summer is flying by right now. I'm sitting here. I don't know if you can hear the birds. I got the window open. It is warm and toasty. I'm actually recording this from a room that does not have air conditioning. (laughs) I know, but it's the best room that is out of the way of everybody else. And it's best for sound. Got my iced tea, some sun tea that I make, but my summer's flying by and yours probably is too. And right about now, if you haven't already decided on curriculum, you're probably stressing out that you don't have that figured out. You don't have it decided on. Want to hear a spoiler here? (laughs) I don't have it all figured out for this next school year either. So guess what? It's okay. I am not concerned though. After 11 years of homeschooling, I know how to choose curriculum. And I'm going to tell you why I am so relaxed about it today. 
so that you can get to that point and you can be here in July and be like, I don't really quite have a full plan now, sometimes with states. So I do have to kind of get mine figured out here soon because I have to send in some paperwork to the state. However, I'm not concerned. I'm pretty relaxed. I'm pretty cool about it. Not worried. So the summer's flying by. James and I were actually in Colorado last week. We had a fantastic week. Our kids, we were all three of us were scattered around the United States. And with a couple of hours on the plane, I was able to work on stuff um, as far as the podcast and my course and the moms that I help out with starting homeschool. But I also took some time to think about my own homeschool. Next year, I am down to one kiddo, and he is going into ninth grade. I've graduated my older one. She is 19. She graduated, finished up our homeschool high school back in 2021. And then now this year, I am graduating my next kiddo. He's done with his, with his high school stuff. He's ready to go on, do his entrepreneur stuff, and was able to get him done in the high school in three years, basically two and a half years of, of school, of actual like book work and that kind of stuff. And then his last half of this 11th grade year has been just hands on running his business. So part of why I'm relaxed is because I have one kiddo and I've done ninth grade two years in a row, well, not a year in a row, but I've done them two years total. And so you're probably like, well, that's probably why she's relaxed. But I've been like this for quite a few years, relaxed about it. When I first started out, I would be high stress at this point. If I didn't have everything figured out and I didn't have everything purchased and in my hands like two months before the school year started. Now I'm like, okay, I should have some stuff in my hands by the time it started. But I did take some time and I am ready and to make some purchases on some things. So just know that if you are just starting off with homeschooling, you are all good. And after you listen to this episode today, you're going to be even more good. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background and how I started off and how I approached homeschool curriculum. But first, I want to let you know, I told you about this on Monday, July 4th. Now today, Thursday, I want to tell you that starting this coming Monday, July 11th is going to be a big sale on Clarify Your Homeschool. There's going to be an early bird coupon code that's going to come out this weekend. If you're not on the email list, check out the link in the show notes so you can get on the email list and you can get early access with the coupon code to the course. So that'll be on sale next week. So be sure to stop back here, listen to the episode that's coming out on Monday the 11th, give you the coupon code, give you all the details, because if you haven't gotten into Clarify Your Homeschool as of today, you're going to get in on Monday or maybe over the weekend if you get your email in, okay? Because this is the perfect time. This is the time to start really thinking about it. And with all of this, I'm going to tell you all this stuff right now. It's all in the course and like way in depth. So after you listen to this, you're like, oh my goodness, I need more of that. And I need Lee's eyes and ears on my specific family and my specific homeschool. And we were able to do that and clarify your homeschool. So let me tell you a little bit about my beginnings with school. I knew one mom. One other mom who homeschooled who had her curriculum, she was very set in her curriculum. I took a look at it and was just like, hmm, I don't know if that's really going to jive with the idea that I have for homeschool. So I went to a homeschool convention and I was on the search, the search, because in my mind, there was one perfect curriculum. I call it the golden goose. There was this golden goose curriculum out there and it was my job. Like this was a scavenger hunt and I had to go and find this 
perfect curriculum and it was out there. I was exhausted, absolutely exhausted from searching for that. I went to sessions at the convention. It was fantastic. I loved it. But the search for that perfect curriculum left me completely drained, mentally, physically, emotionally wiped out. And I was so stressed out after the first day and then after the second day, even more so. I did make some purchases and I wasn't quite sure if they were going to work. Long story short, some worked, some did not, but I went into it completely unprepared. I didn't know what I was looking for. All I had in my mind was my schooling, quote unquote, education growing up. And that's all I had to go on. I had no idea that there was so much more that could even be considered when it came to homeschool curriculum. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, everyone jumps right into the curriculum. I had the opportunity recently to talk to some moms that I hadn't spoken to before about getting into homeschooling. And the first thing they talked about was curriculum. And the first thing, well, okay, second thing, after you take care of what you need to with the school system and the state and the homeschool law and regulations, they jump straight into curriculum. And I brought up some questions. Well, have you considered this? Have you considered that? How, How have you done this? How did you figure out what you're going to do? And just like, well, I don't know, it just kind of looked like it was good. Somebody recommended it. And so I understand the excitement because it's actually a lot of fun. I remember it in the very beginning of homeschooling. That's why when I would finish up one homeschool year, I already had all my curriculum figured out for the next homeschool year because it was exciting. So maybe also I'm a little slower on it this year because I'm like, it's high school. Wah, wah, wah. It's not not exciting. (laughs) You're kind of like, okay, what do we need to do to meet the requirements? I mean, it is exciting in other ways, but picking out books and textbooks and curriculum is not really exciting. Okay, it is, but because you have the very goal, like I have the end in mind for my kiddos, but it's not, it was more fun when they were little. So if you're not there to that point where they're older, you'll understand at some point. (laughs) But the excitement was kind of what kept me going and probably keeping you going as well. But when we choose things just purely out of an excitement or out of a, this is just what I assume is the next step, what we choose is not always a good fit. So today I have for you three steps. I want you to write these down and I want you to use these three steps when you are looking at curriculum, whether you're looking at a whole box curriculum or you are looking at just individual pieces, no matter what it is, I want you to consider these three steps. Okay, you ready? Step number one is I want you to consider your vision and your goals. So what is a vision statement? We can have vision statements for our family, probably a lot of organizations or churches, committees, they might have vision statements. But what is a homeschool vision statement? Now it is a sentence or a short paragraph that turns your why for homeschooling into the overarching goal for your homeschool years. Your vision statement is your inspiration. So the vision statement is something that is going to be what you, what your eyes are focused on. The end goal. Who are these children that you want to raise into young adults and put out into the world? How are you going to focus your time and your energy during these years? Whether you only have a couple years of homeschooling because you've pulled an older kiddo out of school or if you have a younger kiddo and you're just starting out in, say, preschool or kindergarten. Your vision for your homeschool, it's not just a picture of what could be. It is an appeal to our better selves. It's a call to be something more. It is 
What will give you the basis? It's going to give you the strong foundation when the going gets tough. And the going is going to get tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There are going to be days that are going to be hard, weeks that are hard, months. There might even be an entire homeschool year that is hard. There may be homeschool years that are hard in a row or scattered. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you that, that, that is, that is the truth. That is, that is a fact. And I hope that, that you find comfort in that because when we know that we're not the only ones that have struggled or are struggling, then we know like, okay, I can do this. I can push through. It's when we become isolated and as an island and we don't think anybody else is struggling. I am huge, huge friend. Please open up, share your struggles, but with those that you trust, those that you will hold it in confidence. Because when we share our struggles with others, they feel less alone as well. Okay, that was just a side note. But your vision statement, a homeschool vision statement. Now, it doesn't tell you how you're going to get where you want to go to, but it just sets the direction and the tone for your homeschool. So on those years that are great, on those years that are hard, you're going to use your vision statement and is what is going to help you decide how you're going to spend your time during that homeschool year. And so deciding how we're going to spend our time, if your vision has something something that you want to do, well, you're going to take the steps to work on those things. Now, we have the basics. We have our, ki- our kiddos need to have certain skills. They need to know how to read. They need to know how to write. They need to know how to do basic mathematics. All the rest is stuff we can add on to it. If, say, you want your children, part of your vision statement is to understand the world world in the very scientific terms. Well, then you're going to focus on doing uh, science every single year. Another family that might not be, their focus might be on serving in the community. And I'm not saying one is better than the other or anything like that. Just giving you some examples. Then that is going to be their focus. They might do a little bit of science. They can check that off. But the rest of their time is going to be spent on other things. Now that we understand what a vision statement is, so it's a big, general, overarching goal. Now that we have that, we're going to break it down into those goals. What do I mean by goals? The goals are small, actionable steps. We're going to break the vision down into steps. Now, there's multiple ways you can do this. You can take your vision and you can have goals for your entire family for all of your homeschooling years. You can have goals for each child overall for all the homeschooling years. And that one, that second one is a little bit harder to do because, especially if you're starting off with a five-year-old, you can have ideas for your entire family. What do we want our children to be exposed to? What do we want to pour into them as overall goals? But each child can be different. It's it's hard because you don't know who their their personality quite yet, what their interests are. Yeah, okay, they're into baby dolls and cars. You know, one, you know, kiddo is into, into matchbox cars and one is into baby dolls they're going to, those are going to, those those things are going to change and it's going to grow with them. You can have overall homeschool goals. I would, I'm going to say you can, it's easier to do overall homeschool goals if you're going to do for our boys, for our girls, but to do an individual child for this one, for Sally, this one for Johnny, and this one for little Teddy. Those are a little bit harder. That's why I like to break down the goals then. So have overall family goals for all of homeschool, but then break it down per year. You can also break it down elementary years, middle school years, high school years. At the very least, I want you to have a vision statement, which is a big general overarching goal for your family. 
and break that down. Just do this home. If you're new to this, just do this homeschool year. You can do your entire family or you can break it down to each child. What are some goals for just this homeschool year? Now, these goals are going to be in line with your vision because you've already written your vision statement. And so we're going to keep that in mind with the goals. So this year, you're going to consider each child. You can consider where they are. Maybe some of the goals have to do with academics. Maybe some of the goals don't have to do with academics. Maybe it has to do more so with their character. And when we have younger kids, you're probably just going to set the goals yourself as they get older and definitely by high school. It is amazing to be able to ask them, what are their goals? Let them have some input. When especially older kiddos, I'd say, you know, sometime in elementary school, and you know your kiddos as well, middle school, definitely by high school. When they have some skin in the game, they are much more prone and much more apt to actually go along with things. And they know that they get, they get a say, they get some input into their homeschool and into their education. Now, step number two, okay, you have your vision and your goals figured out. Step number two is to figure out a homeschool style, but I want you to make sure that this style aligns with your vision first, then with your goals, and also your family. Every family is individual. We have our own personalities. In homeschooling, it is not a one-size-fits-all educational approach. There are many different ways to do homeschooling. Now, there are some overall, I would say, uh, main categories of homeschooling styles, and we can pull from different ones. So every family is going to be different. Some families might say we are purely classical. Some might say we are purely Montessori. Some will call themselves eclectic because they pull from different things. And some families may identify as a focus on Charlotte Mason. So what I mean is that over the years, there's been a few specific styles and people call them models of homeschooling that have appeared. So I'm going to briefly touch on some of these. And our job as, as a homeschool mom is to discover the style or models and approach to education that ignites a passion within you and your child. Now, if you happen to choose a style of education and it does not go over well with your child, I want you to take some time to evaluate why and then make adjustments. Because while curriculum, styles of, of homeschool, it's, it's important. Even more important is your relationship with your child. So if you're having trouble with a curriculum and you've chosen a style and it does not fit, does not jive with your kiddo, relationship over the curriculum, over the formal education, we'll say. So let's go over some of the main, main styles that have kind of come out over the years. So as I mentioned earlier, there's classical, traditional, Charlotte Mason, Montessori, unit studies, Waldorf, eclectic, and unschooling. Those are the main ones that people tend to think of. Again, you can be a combination of different ones. You could be one very specifically. You could have one style that you're using one year and another style another year. A lot of times people start off with, with a more traditional approach. And as they homeschool longer, they will find themselves in more of a eclectic or maybe even unschooling, Montessori, just something that is a little bit different because we grow and we change. And that is one of the really neat things about homeschooling is that we aren't stagnant. We don't have to stay the same. We don't have to continue to do the same thing. 
and it doesn't mean that if you change that what you did one year was bad. It just, it's not working anymore. Let's change and adjust. Oh, and I forgot another style, road schooling. How fun is that? And I feel like there's a lot more families that are doing that now than had been in the previous years. So when it comes to homeschooling styles, we're not going to dive into all of that right now because that would be a really long lesson. There's actually an entire lesson in Clarify Your Homeschool. I think that one's like 20 minutes long and I give you a bit of homework, we'll say. But it's really fun homework to be able to discover and dive into this stuff. So just know that homeschooling styles are very personal to each family and sometimes these evolve and change over time and that is okay. We don't have to subscribe to any one style in a purest form and we don't have to stay with it long term. When it comes to our homeschool style and how we as a family approach education, you mama, you're the one who gets to make the rules on it. So fun. Okay, let's go into step number three. And step number three is I want you to evaluate and take a look at, take a step back, and I want you to observe and figure out what is your child's learning style. Because the really neat thing, amazing, and the freedom that we have in homeschooling is that we can decide to follow and take, let our kiddos take some of the lead there. We can figure out what is their style. How do they, their learning style, how do they learn best? And that doesn't mean that we have to do everything so that they can learn it best. Because I think there really is something to the allowing our brains to stretch and not to just do what is the easiest thing. But say you're doing a family read aloud or you're doing history together and you have a kiddo that learns best by moving and doing. Even just coloring in a coloring book or drawing or bouncing on a ball or rolling around or pushing their matchbox cars around. Let them do that. Them, by having that movement, their brain is able then to listen to you and process it better. So that's what I mean partly about the learning style. It's not just, you know, what we think of as typical learning styles that most people think of as visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. Those are really good to evaluate and take a look at your kiddo as well. And this can be a little tricky sometimes when we have a family and we're trying to do things together as a family. So say you do have a kiddo or some of your kiddos work best by actually doing something. Let them do what they're going to do with their hands while they're listening to you read. If you have a child, that does not work as well. Maybe they need to see the words that you're reading. Let them sit on your lap, sit right next to you. We as homeschool moms have to be really creative and constantly uh, adjusting, taking a look and seeing what a lot of problem solving, tons of problem solving when it comes to being a homeschool mom. And I have found, and I'm sure that you have, or you haven't started yet, you will find that it's actually really good for our minds and keeps us pretty sharp, I think as well, that we have to adjust and figure out what is the best way to do this based upon our observations of our children, which is much easier to do when you're around them 24 seven, as opposed to in school, when a teacher only gets to observe a kiddo for a few hours a day, we get to observe them all day long and we can adjust when it comes to their education. So real quick, before we wrap this up, because this episode is getting a little long, I, I could talk about all this stuff for hours. I don't know if you want to listen to me for hours, but three steps when it comes to choosing curriculum, instead of saying, we're homeschooling, let's just jump right into it and let's pick the pretty books and let's pick what looks fun and what my neighbor said and what somebody said in a blog. Let's take these three steps and figure out what is best for our family, our kiddo. Let's just focus on this homeschool year right now too. The first thing is to write out a vision statement, a homeschool vision statement. Figure out your goals at the least 
What are your goals for this homeschool year for your whole family and or for each of your kiddos that you're homeschooling? Number two is to make sure that your homeschool style aligns with that vision, those goals that you wrote out, as well as your family and your personality and just kind of how you guys like to live. Third is to evaluate your child's learning style. Let's not make this more difficult, especially if you're going into your first year right now. There's going to be a lot of adjustments. Let's not make this more difficult. When you consider these three steps, you will choose the homeschool curriculum that will be best for your kiddos this homeschool year. Instead of just jumping into it, because I know we're excited, let's take a step back and work on those three steps. Use Take that excitement you have, okay? And focus it in on those three steps. Now, I want you, friend, I want you to come back on Monday, this Monday, July 11th, for the coupon code for Clarify Your Homeschool, because that's when you definitely want to get in. I know you've been thinking about it. Maybe you've been holding off a little bit. Maybe you're holding off because you just kind of had a feeling. I got to hold off a little bit. This is going to be the day on Monday. Now, if you want early access to it, get on the email list. Check out the link in the show notes so you can kind of get first dibs and and, uh, get into the course. So you're going to want to sign up with that link in the show notes. I will see you back here on Monday. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you right back here in a few days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.